Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs while Ethan is working on getting his list up. I got my up list to... up. I'm ready. He's got his list up today. We are t- counting down our top 10 favorite movies. This has been now, a much requested thing you guys have asked of us. Like, hey, Tyler and Ethan, what are the actual favorite movies that you guys have? Not just the movies you put on the Bacon and Eggs list. And, and these, to be clear, are not the most critically acclaimed movies or what we think are the best movies in a sort of Plato's perfect form right. kind of way, but they are our favorite movies. The ones that have spoken to us in a way, individually, this is two separate lists, and uh, have had an impact on us. Now, Ethan, I'm curious as to how you want to do this. Do you want to do, like, all of yours first, and then go to mine, or do you want to do, like, no, my I, 10, your 10? I want each of us to do our 10, and then each of us to do our 9. Okay. So, yeah, well, we, like like Tyler said, we didn't, we didn't pick a list of, like, what we think are the greatest movies ever. We picked our favorites. Like, I think between mine, there are six... Total Oscars. And I've got eight total Oscars. Yeah, and like there, there, it's not just a study in in directors. Like I don't think I put a single Scorsese. So it, it's like it's it's just movies that are our favorite that we like to watch. So this is by no means a a take on IMDb top two fifty. Or anything like that. It's just us saying, here are our favorite movies. But before we start out, I want to give you a couple... So I asked our listeners, hey, what are your favorite movies? And we've got some very, very differing responses, let's just say. And I'm going to I'm gonna go through some of our listener responses as we go through this, but I'll start with just a couple. Listener Sarah Dredge said her favorite movie was The Goonies. Boo. And, and then Walt Hennard said Star Wars, A New Hope. I apologize if I said your name wrong. That's and the first time Walt's ever commented in the Facebook It group, is. As far as I can it tell. It is. But I'm, I'm glad that got him in there and then nathaniel thomas miller said i know you guys said it was overrated but i answered this with shawshank redemption and logan i think both of those are adequate choices i don't know I've when we both. ever said shawshank was overrated i don't i think we may have said i don't know if it deserves to be the number one movie ever but it is super good and it's totally fine if it's your favorite movie right that, that can 100 percent be your favorite movie a lot of people would say that that is the best movie ever made in all of history yes um so, so tyler i know you had a little bit of trouble making a top 10 list i did and honestly i, I might finish this list and be like you know what i don't know if i agree with what i even said uh because there's a lot of movies but i like I, a lot of movies i gave you the option to have a three honorable mentions and what do what are yours do you want to start with the honorable mention yeah i'm gonna start with the we're yeah we'll start with the honorable mention okay um and tell us just my, like, like i like a tiny like a like a one or two sentence about each movie so two of these films and this will be a recurring theme you'll see throughout a good number of these favorite movies of mine but two of these in my honorable mentions were movies that we we only had like 10 DVDs in our town and country minivan and it had the DVD player but we spent probably like a thousand hours in that thing so I've seen those 10 movies tons of times and a lot of them are just my favorite movies uh two of them are actually pretty critically acclaimed and fell onto my honorable mention one is a biopic about Steve Prefontaine uh it's called Without Limits it is just an amazing film but I watched it when I was too young to appreciate what amazing cinema even was um so I just loved the movie it's about Steve Prefontaine who was a runner for the University of Oregon and then ran for the United States Olympic team and then uh died in a fatal drunk driving car crash where he flipped his vehicle uh just absolutely tragic movie have you seen it yeah oh i didn't know you'd seen it that was one of the ones i thought you hadn't seen no i watched it a few years ago because like it suddenly came on me that i was like ty talked about this movie all the time for four years and then never spoke about it again yeah it was a huge deal for us growing up because my family I, I come from a family of runners my wife wife works for a running store um i've never particularly been into the sport but i, I understand the power behind it and, and all of that i just can't seem to get into the actual verb uh, but that was one that was stuck in there another one that was always on in the car was oh brother where art thou and uh that makes my honorable mention list great uh, movie yeah i mean I, I don't think there's any explanation needed for this one anybody who has seen you know, this particular adaptation of the odyssey knows that it's just an amazing film. oh yeah it's... if we were if we were doing a list of like top 10 most quotable movies of all time it would be i don't what fuck god near the top of my list yeah it's just like i can can list off general pieces of dialogue from this movie all day long he's bonafide he's bonafide is you is or is you ain't my constituency (laughs) so that that makes mine um did you want to hear all three of mine before you list yours yeah okay the last one uh this is the only one of this series that makes it anywhere on my list um and it's my favorite one i think it always has been of this series but it is definitely not the consensus favorite uh my third honorable mention goes to batman begins and it's I think uh, it is the only uh, DC film I'm 95% sure uh, on my list. Wow, and, so, uh, so none of the Dark Knight movies made either of our actual lists, like none of the Dark Knight trilogy. 
Yeah. Now, I did like Batman Begins. I think, I don't know, something about it just really speaks to oh, me. Oh, it's it, absolutely it, my favorite as well. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. You just, you cannot say enough. And I get that, like, like Heath Ledger is the greatest Joker of all time. You can say whatever you want about him. Like, you know, I, I get that. But, like, for me, you can't say enough about Killian Murphy as the, as the Scarecrow. You can't say enough about Ra's al Ghul with, with uh, oh my gosh. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. How did I forget that? Ken, Ken Watanabe um, and then Liam Neeson. Two of the, like... Two of my favorite like action movie actors. Yeah, I mean, it, it was such a good film. And it just, it changed the way that you could do a Batman film. You know, it wasn't like Clooney. It wasn't like Val Kilmer. It wasn't like... Um, oh, yeah, it was such a far cry from either Keaton. or any of those. Yeah, it was, it's it's like a new... I mean, it was the first of like the superhero noir kind of approach to it, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, I don't know if you'd quite say that was noir, but you know what I mean. I would say it is compared to other superhero movies. Yeah, but that, I mean, that that's what hits my honorable mention. So I'm curious to hear mentions. yours. Yeah. So mine are... Uh, in first or in not in first place uh, as one of my honorable mentions I pick Flight Club Fight Fight Club really Fight Club yeah uh, I love really? this movie I really do I, I love this movie it's probably my favorite Brad Pitt movie ever it's definitely my favorite Edward Norton movie ever and it's just like it's hard to poke holes in as a piece of cinema it's hard to poke holes in as a book oh no it's it's one of the best books ever written and I would say maybe with the possible exception of Holes the best like book to movie adaptation ever I'll agree with that for sure and then uh, which is a weird top two in film to or book to film adaptation right but have you read have you both, read and seen holes yeah i mean i guess they are both so short though right that it's a lot this thing is like you can read well i can read fight club in like a couple hours yeah i mean i have the audiobook i'm pretty sure my second hours. my second is actually the oldest movie on my list it is called the quiet man i've never heard of this it's john wayne and he's a traditional actor for like westerns still a lot of what like the famous westerns you know like the searchers true grit um, yeah i'm familiar with john yeah wayne. right so this puts him out of his element and makes him this retired boxer who goes to seek his his like homestead roots in Ireland. Interesting. It's just it's incredibly scored. It's a beautiful movie. It's a great screenplay. It's really well acted. And it's I I know a movie my mother would be proud of me for putting on the list, but it's one of those things that she watched over and over again every time it's on television. So it just slowly became one of my favorites. And it's definitely a movie I would put on anytime it's on TV. It's worth a watch. It was made in 1952, and it was it's worth a watch. Interesting. What's your third? My third is North by North. Northwest. Never seen that either. It is my second favorite Cary Grant movie and also my second favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. So it's a, it's a mystery kind of thriller type movie about this guy that's wrongly convicted of a crime and it leads him all over the United States trying to prove himself innocent of this crime. Hmm. And it, it's just, it's just, it's a solid movie. Um, a lot of people say it's maybe Hitchcock's seventh or eighth best movie, but I, I would disagree with that. Interesting. So you got a, you got some pretty high dollar directors and actors in there though. I mean, you got John Wayne and you got Hitchcock. And... Oh, for sure. For sure. And it does not, con- it does not continue down that path yeah i I think i think those critically acclaimed films i think you and i are more fans than than critics um is i think what i've learned from talking to john (laughs) yeah no for Uh, sure like i have i have a best picture in here i have a best picture as well yeah i have one best picture out of 10 movies out of 13 i think i have a best picture i might have two okay so we're gonna go on our actual list now you want, you want me to go I, first? I think so. I think you should go first. I'll go first. My number 10, Ocean's 13. Ocean's 13. Yes. Okay. Because I cannot underestimate the value of the Ocean series in my life. It started my love for, for heist movies, my love for Clooney movies, for Brad Pitt movies, for Matt Damon movies. Matt Damon. Because those were the first, Ocean's 11 was the first time I saw any of those movies. And Ocean's- I'm more than anything, more than the others don't care about Matt Damon movies. I just want to throw that out there. I, I like, I like older Matt Damon. Damon. movies and this has gone and caused me to look at more older Damon. movies like uh goodwill hunting movies like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure but i love oceans 13 because it's everything i loved about oceans 11 plus the night fox plus al pacino i just didn't care as much about pacino but i hear what you're saying i loved al pacino's character i thought he was the best villain across the whole series i think when i first saw it i don't think i really knew who al pacino was right so he just seemed like this character in this movie but the more you get into cinema and the more you watch these these great classic pacino films if the you, better he gets in oceans 13. if you want to go see a movie that makes you love oceans 13 and al pacino's portrayal in oceans 13 go watch sin of a woman okay so Al Pacino plays this blind guy who's just a sincere, <laughs> but he's the, he's you no know, he's a total asshole. But he is the the like catalyst for this kid's coming of age movie. Hmm. Um, it's the guy from uh, not the main guy. I don't remember what his name is. Uh, is one of the guys from Dead Poet Society. Hmm. Uh, let me let me. I'm actually gonna look this up real quick because I I'm gonna be really embarrassed if it's who I think it is. Uh. 
No, it's not. Is okay. it Rob? No. It's not it's, Robin Williams. It's Chris it? O'Donnell. It's Chris O'Donnell. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He plays Charlie in Dead Poets Society. He plays Robin, Batman and Robin. At first, I thought it was going to be Ethan Hawke, and I was going to be really embarrassed that I didn't know who Ethan Hawke was off the top of my head. I wouldn't have known that, so don't feel embarrassed. Yeah, but his name's Ethan. I'm, I'm required to know. That's an un, it's, it's, it's an uncommon name. Ethan? Yeah. Your name's not DeBrickishaw. No, but it's an uncommon name amongst, like, so I'm the only one of me on Facebook, for starters. Let's start there. Edge Hill's an uncommon name. I agree Ethan. with that, because it's spelled wrong. Correct. Correct. It is. You can blame an immigrant officer at the Canadian border for that, but my name is spelled wrong. Are you ready for my number I am. ten movie? I would love to hear your top ten movie. I'm curious. I um I have no idea what's on your list, and I I know you you saw like a preview of what I was considering. Uh, my number 10 movie is another one of those movies that was stuck in our, our town and country. Uh, it's also a movie that speaks to me being like, it speaks to me in high school Okay. on a, on a whole nother level. Okay. I'm uh, curious. And, it, and it's so interesting because I met my wife who was much more involved with this movie and it was just like, she didn't even care. Uh, but my number 10 movies, remember the Titans, um, uh, because as far as like my favorite movies and what really gets me going, I just think about left side. You know what I'm saying? And this is this is another great example of like if we were doing top ten quotable movies, this would be my number one. Oh yeah. I could probably oh. just read the whole script for you in Virginia, out of my brain. In Virginia, high school football's a way of life. We play triple A ball here. It's bigger than Christmas Day. <laughs> no, I do I love this movie to some sincere level. Um you will be interested to know, and it's kind of shocking to me, it is not my number one sports movie. It is not my number one sports movie either. It's my number two sports movie, and therefore it didn't quite make a list it just barely made the list for me what's what's your number nine ethan what's my number nine hang on my number nine is charade wait hold on hold on before we get to that who directed your number 10 oh sorry steven soderbergh okay i knew that who directed your number 10 boaz yakin i had yakin. <laughs> you could not have paid me no <laughs> there's no amount no. of money in the world okay so my number nine movie is charade from 1963 and this is my favorite cary grant movie i don't know who cary grant this is a you look him up you'll recognize him maybe i don't know but this is this is a cary grant audrey hepburn movie from the 60s it's it's another murder mystery thriller type thing. Essentially, Audrey Hepburn's husband is killed. Cary Grant flies into her life in this just dramatic way, and they go on this this crazy chase to find the killer and find the million dollars he left behind. It that was, sounds like fun. It was directed by Stanley Donnan. I think it's Donnan, not Donan. It's spelled Donan, but it, I believe it's Donan. I think that's how Ben Mankiewicz told me to pronounce it on you uh, money on it? What? You put money on that? I put money on it. Alright, alright. <laughs> uh, but no, it's just, it's a, it's a, I love, I love Cary Grant. He's one of my favorite actors of all time, and I, I grew up with a lot of classic cinema, and a lot of classic movies like this, and it's just, I used to love these old movie thrillers, and you just can't underestimate the power of Audrey Hepburn in any movie. Oh, she's so good. Like, she was, she was the one of the original kind of leading ladies that I was like, man, this, this person is something special. Yeah, for sure. I know you had that big Audrey Hepburn Breakfast at Tiffany's poster in your bedroom for years. I did not. That's actually one of my lesser favorite Audrey Hepburn movies. If I'm not mistaken, I do remember, I was saying that sarcastically, but I think at one point you did own that. Breakfast Tiffany's poster? Maybe not a poster, but like a canvas? No, no. I only ever had one like movie poster in my dorm room and it was, embarrassingly enough, Boondock Saints. I'm sure it was. Yeah. First day of college, go to Walmart, buy Boondock Saints poster. Uh, That's exactly what I did. Are you ready for my number nine? Yes. This is uh, the only hero film to make it on there. Do you know what it is? Is it Iron Man? No. It is not. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because it's your sick day movie. It's my sick day movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, and it's just it just brings me so much joy. Um, you know, Chris Pratt's always been one of my favorites ever since he was on Parks and Rec, and that is the greatest sitcom of all time. Don't at me. Um I'm not gonna. I'm with you. And you know, I just I just love that movie so much. And I saw it in the theater and it just had such like a crazy impact on me, the way that you did the the score and everything. And I know that it's not like particularly unique, but I think that they did it best. Maybe not a score, but soundtrack. Uh, I think they've done it better than anyone, and I think they've, to this date, done it the best with that and the sequel. But Guardians of the Galaxy has always been one of my favorite movies, and it's one of the, I think it is the most rewatchable of the MCU. I would agree with that statement entirely. But I would uh, say that out of your list so far, Guardians of the Galaxy is my second favorite movie to include Ain't No Mountain High Enough. <laughs> both of the, both on my list so far include that song. Uh, I, did, I didn't quite catch that. Ethan, what is your number eight? My number eight is 
1999 Kevin Smith classic, Dogma. Really? I firmly am of the belief that this is the funniest movie ever made. No, you're not. I swear to God. Ironic statement there. So I grew up in a very <laughs> religious household, a very Roman Catholic household. And when I saw this movie, I was probably too young. I'll be honest. I was maybe 10 years old. Who's the angel in that movie? Uh, it's Matt Damon. Ben Affleck. I thought so. Yeah, they're the fallen angels seeking retribution into into the kingdom of heaven. I don't even know if that's like my favorite 90s movie. Oh, actually, it probably and it is. Just, I was in- it just plays on everything, all the beliefs that I held. It, it questions all the beliefs that I held as a kid in like a comedic way that didn't necessarily make me doubt them, but kind of made me ask questions. Right. And just like there's so many great performances from, from Matt Damon. Ben Affleck, obviously. Alan Rickman. Chris Rock. Uh, what's his name? Uh, George Carlin. I know that guy. Yeah, just so many great performances in that movie. I, I can't, like, I literally, I, it's one of those movies that can make me laugh in some way, no matter what happens however many times I've seen it. I mean, okay. I can hear you there. I don't know if it's the greatest comedy ever made, though. I'm not saying it's the greatest comedy ever made. I, I'm saying, uh, to me, it's the funniest movie ever made. I, I think there is a movie on my list funnier. <laughs> okay, well, maybe maybe I'm wrong by the statement. I don't know. Just just for me, it's the comedy that I would rather watch out of all of them. Because I have a different... I changed my mind. I have a different opinion about what the funniest movie ever made is. Is it on your list? It's not. What is it? It's Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Interesting. Yeah. That's one of those... It's a, That's a, a like a Spaceballs for Westerns, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's the same director, same whole shtick. Yeah, I would say... It's Mel Brooks. Yeah, Mel Brooks. I would say Spaceballs is... I've never actually seen Blazing Saddles, but I love Spaceballs. Uh, I'm also not super caught up on Westerns, so I think I would miss a lot of the... See, Blazing Saddles is great because jokes. it makes jokes at literally everyone. Right. It's like there's not a single group of, of people that feels underrepresented in that their group of people was slighted, but it slights like rich white people more than anyone. Well, that's the way to do it. Right, but this was the 70s. Ethan, are you, are you ready for from my number I eight. I am. I wonder if you know what this is. I mean, I, you obviously know the movie. Of course you There's no way you don't. What's, this your, is, what's Ty's number eight movie? I actually can't believe this was out in 2002, uh, directed by Spielberg. I guess you can probably guess it from that information, but it's Catch Me If You Can. That that was made in 2002? That's exactly what I said. This movie was made in 2002, and I got it as a gift for my appendectomy when I was like nine. That's how much I loved this movie, even at a young age. And it was not like a movie that a nine-year-old should be watching. See, I'm with you. I do love this movie movie and it almost made my list if not for the fact that i tried to watch it like two weeks ago and couldn't finish it i i've definitely not finished it plenty of times but that's actually one of the things i really like about this movie is that you can cut it on and just watch part of it like i don't think you need the whole frank abagnale story to be entertained by the frank abagnale tale no for sure but i, I just got bored honestly and it was the first time that it ever happened to me with that movie so i was like ah, i can't put it on the list no but i'm with you this is a great movie one of dicaprio's top five roles that's a tough call he's in so many good things Probably one of Tom Hanks's. Definitely one of Tom Hanks's top ten. I don't know if top five. That's a hell of a cast, man. Christopher Walken and Tom Hanks and DiCaprio. Right. That's a hell of a cast. Only one of them was nominated. It was uh, Christopher Walken for Best Supporting Actor. I believe it. It was a really bad musical that I loved dearly. I love that musical. Yeah, it's it, great. It got horrible reviews and like barely lasted on Broadway. I cannot believe that. What are we on? You're number seven. I'm number, number seven. Eight? I can't You're number seven. Okay. Yep. My number seven is my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie, Rear Window. I've never seen Maybe this. Maybe 1954, it. it stars Jimmy Stewart of It's a Wonderful Life fame, and arguably, I think, his best movie. Uh, it follows, it, Jimmy Stewart's a, a, a crime photographer who breaks his leg and is stuck, wheelchair-bound in his apartment while he recovers. And he stumbles onto this murder by looking in the back window of his, his like, neighbor's across the way's apartment. And it's another Weird. just crazy psychological thriller. Um, I mean, obviously, it's Hitchcock. It's that kind of thing. Uh, but it's regarded by a lot of people to be his best movie and i agree with them interesting you've seen a lot more of like classic classic cinema than i have so this is the last classic piece of cinema on my list actually and i know i'm missing a lot of great ones like the Maltese falcon casablanca citizen kane uh you know uh i can't even think of more off my head there's so many that that probably should have been on my list the third man metropolis that that people are sitting here going you're you're if you're talking about classic cinema you're missing the greats and i don't care sorry see i'm just not that involved with classic cinema i don't think i'd seen any of those that you just mentioned which is embarrassing but true 
Uh, I've seen every single ready? one of those because I, you know, I grew up in a, in a Turner Classic Movies household where we watched The Essentials every Saturday or Sunday night, Saturday night, Saturday night before Robert Osborne died. And, uh, you know, it, they just taught me about some of the greatest air quote, the air quote greatest movies of all time. And I, I love a lot of those movies, but they, they're just to rule out new movies is is to air. I agree. I 100% agree. Uh, What's your seven? You ready for my number seven? I'm ready for your my seven. number seven is what I think is the greatest comedy ever made. Uh, it, and I'm sure I, you, I know what it is immediately. Do you? It's Caddyshack. It's, of course it's Caddyshack. I'm super vocal about this. Caddyshack is the greatest sick day movie of all time. Uh, it's so also just the greatest this, sports movie I was going to say, is this time. your favorite sports movie? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um, we have a very different favorite sports movie. Is Do you have, is it on your list? It your is. Favorite sports There's movie? a sports movie on my list. Is it Miracle? No. Interesting. I have no idea what it is then. Uh, but Caddyshack has got to be my favorite. I mean, I, you know, it's just, I don't even have to watch it. Like, I feel like every time I watch it, I'm only giving it 80% of my attention. So every time I watch it, I catch new jokes and laugh at new things. And I love that part of the experience. Uh, you know, and then there's so many references that come from it. Just all of the the Bill Murray, uh, like not even having a script, just like, and here he is lining up as day to match it. And, uh, where, where, where are they? Where's the masters at? Uh, Cinderella Man. At Augusta. At Augusta. <laughs> just like hitting the flowers, like... It just gets me every time that you scratched my anchor thing and oh, it's just the whole it's the whole thing. It's one of the most quotable so movies good. of all time. It's one of the the it's the best sports comedy of all time by far. People people, I think it is because I think it's best sports comedy competition are those Adam Sandler films. And those no, are, no 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 no. Hang on a second. Okay, I mean that's just what comes to the top. Right, of my no mind. no, you, but like I get have? I get like Waterboy and Happy Gilmore. Miss me with those. I'm talking about there are three in my mind that that can come close, and none of them come close any in any way to how funny Caddyshack is, but it's, for me, it's Caddyshack, Major League, and Tin Cup. Hold on. Is NASCAR a sport? Uh, the fourth, yes, it is. And the, and the fourth on the list is before the Adam Sandler movies is Talladega Nights. People, p- anybody who knocks Talladega Nights or doesn't like Will Ferrell is just wrong. But if you've never seen Major League, which is a uh, Charlie Sheen movie about baseball, by the Cleveland I've, Indians when they were terrible. It's been on at my father-in-law's it's house before. It's hysterical i'll have to check it's it absolutely hysterical tin cup is a it. kevin costner movie about golf I love but it's a it's movies. a lot more like dry funny but it is hysterical uh-huh. but it, that that yeah, but that one incorporates some of the classic like sports movie drama to it as well yeah but it's not caddyshack no it's no it's not i'm saying the caddyshack is by far the funniest sports movie ever made 100 cool. okay. glad we're 100 glad sports we're comedy on caddyshack number one one of the most quotable movies of all time one of bill murray's best roles um, i think in my mind it's probably his best role uh, i disagree and with I, that but that's i liked what about bob i liked groundhog day i loved osmosis it's Groundhog Day. Uh, <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. All day long. You see what I threw in there? I at did. The end. I, I I loved Osmosis Jones. <laughs> I'm sorry, that the movie was action. awesome. It's Chris Rock. It's uh, Bill Murray. It's John Goodman, right? No, John, I think it's John Goodman. It's John Goodman? No. Who, who, who plays, plays the, the pill? pill? <laughs> I gotta look this up. It is Chris Rock, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Osmosis Jones got a three out of ten on IMDb. I'm sure it did. Who's which one's the pill? Drix? Thrax? Probably. Who played the pill in Osmosis Jones? Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. See, this is a great cast. What a great film. <laughs> I did, Better than I Garfield. Did love that movie. Better than Garfield. Yeah, yeah. No, but I would I would say that Bill Murray's best movie is uh, is Ground. You know, like a Bill Murray Christmas on Netflix was. Oh, yo, that was terrible. It was such a sad. All right, before we Dang. get on with our, our number sixes, right? Number six? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to list a few more of our, our, our audience responses. Okay. We have Julia Kendall, who said her favorite movie was Titanic. Jason Chenoweth, who said his was Cloud Atlas. And Kaz Dingman, who said The Avengers or Now You See Me 2. Really? Very interesting. I, I love Now You See Me 2, but it, it just wasn't as good as the first one. Sorry. It was really... I will, here's and, like, and gr- the, now you, no, 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 no. Here's Now You See Me 2 gets credit for one of my favorite scenes of all time. Yeah. Where they're like passing the card around. Yeah. Through their jackets and everything. Yeah, that was that's cool. One of the, that's one but of the now, best now, scenes. Don't get me wrong. Now You See Me 1 almost made the list. It was not even in my con- consideration for honorable mention, but it is super I'll good. I'll explain it later, but... I, can I t- can I say my number six now? Yeah, go ahead. My number six and my first Oscar winner on the list is Interstellar. Ooh, I knew you were. I knew that there was going to be no way you get out of you. You have a thing for these uh, space I movies, space sci-fi. Love movies about space, okay? But you like realistic space, right? Space I like sci-fi. okay. So I like movies about there, there are movies about deep space, like Star Wars, Star Trek, and there are movies about near space, like uh, two thousand The Martian, like The Martian, two thousand one, The Europa Report, the worst movie ever. F- in the entire history of Earth. That's a weird name for a movie. It's the, my subtitle that I put on it. Most, ah. sorry, most disappointing movie ever made in human history. By far, far and away, the Europe Report, most disappointing movie ever made. But Did inter- you see Hulk? 
Interstellar is by far the <laughs> best like terrestrial esque space travel movie ever made. I'm surprised that if it if you think that knowing that you love this genre so much that like I would have thought if I'm Ethan The Martian comes in at six and then Interstellar's at like two. The Martian almost made the list. Interesting. The, it was not in my. The Martian was like n- like my like just off the uh, the honorable mentions list, but I didn't put The Martian on there because I feel like I love The Martian more because the audiobook and not just because of the movie. I have not listened to the audiobook. The audiobook is, as far as single narrator audiobooks go, one of my favorites. Okay, are you ready for my six? Yes. So you know, this is, uh, I, I think that you're going to see this without need for much explanation, but it is what got me into heist movies. It is uh, one of the most quotable is movies it Ocean's of all 11? time. And it is, it is the best movie in the series. It is Ocean's Eleven. Okay, fair enough. Uh, at, at my number six. Fair enough. Um, it was the first, I think, I mean, we talked about Catch Me If You Can and Without Limits already, um, but I think it was the first like like grown-up entertainment movie that i watched that right. i like fell in love like like catch me if you can is like a biopic right but this is right. the first like grown-ups would watch this to enjoy it kind of movie that i watched as a child that i fell in love with uh and I, to this day it's one of my favorites you pop it in at any time it's one of the most quotable uh you know it's just it's just a great movie all around i don't think it needs any defense or even any explanation for making this this list. ocean's 11 and all the movies and of course talking about the 2001 um, right steven soderberg right. oceans 11 soderberg. soderberg is the word you're looking soderberg? for yes yeah, soderberg yeah steven soderberg oceans 11 and all the movies in the series to some extent but mostly oceans 11 is just a study in how to write dialogue oh my gosh for sure like there it is there like, is in my opinion there's no better dialogue between two characters like the the um and don't ever yeah under, under, any, under circumstances. any circumstances don't ever hey rusty hey rusty and it never it never gets revealed it never gets and it's it's honestly it's so real though because like when i grew up working with like contractors and stuff they would just like assume that you knew things right it's like when you get into this this industry where like you have a very good skill, but you've never done it with other people. It's like the communi- like the nonverbal communication right. just isn't there. Like you need to be taught how to do this thing, but you also just need to have the chemistry with the person that you already know what they want you to right. do. Right, and the actors, and speaking of chemistry, the actors on the screen just have incredible chemistry with the other, like uh, Casey Affleck and the other guy who plays the other Malloy twin. Are hilarious. Like I would not have believed that they weren't actually brothers. They're like, absolutely just, hilarious. Are you a man? Yes. Are you alive? Yes. You're evil and evil. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing with the balloons like don't call me a jack oh gosh, i just so did good. call you a jack oh look at the balloon boy look at the balloon boy all right Ethan, uh what's your number five my number five is my sports movie really yeah 1989's field of dreams field of dreams i thought for sure you were gonna say semi-pro so not in a million years field no. of dreams is the one movie I can put in and it'll make me cry every single time. Every single time? Every single time. He gets to the scene at the end where he gets to meet to like to like repair the bonds with the father he was estranged to. And and he goes up to the guy and he's like, hey dad, you wanna have a catch? I'm tearing up right now just talking about it. <laughs> Oh, it's it's Kevin Costner. It's it's a baseball movie, and I, as a kid, I loved baseball more than anything. It was my favorite sport growing up for a long time. Um, I was a huge Yankees fan, and then as my big rebellion, a huge Red Sox fan. And this is just it's about like classic baseball players, but the love of the game, and it's about this guy who who builds a baseball field in his backyard and sees these ghost players and has to go collect them from across the country. And it's just this incredible story, and yeah, it just makes me weep openly every time. I, I remember, I remember like last time. I watched this movie because I don't watch it all that often because it is just, just an emotional experience for me. I showed it to Katie for the first time and I like went in the other room and like emailed my dad and I was just like, hey dad, just a reminder, I love you. <laughs> That's and, and he That's and I don't remember exactly what I said, but whatever I said was important enough to him that he printed out that email and hung it on the refrigerator. Wow. Yeah. And like I'm literally like tearing up right now just talking about this movie. To make it number five. I see how it is. <laughs> right, because I mean I, I love it. Like I love all the top ten movies on my list. I could watch these at any time. Yeah, for sure. Like this is hard for to put sure. on a list. Are you ready for my I'm, number five? I would love to hear your number five. So my number five is uh I know a lot of these I've described as like my first experience with something. Um this one I walked into and I didn't know what was happening. I was able to run on the cross country team when I was in eighth grade and uh, I was one of only two eighth graders that were allowed to do that and my brothers were on the cross country team and one night they said they were going to go to the movies and see like a midnight release of a movie that I'd never even heard of. So I was like, why would you ever even go to do this? And that movie was The Prestige and 
I saw The Prestige at midnight the day it came out, and it was like, like it made me fall in love with the whole magician movie like uh, genre. Wait, you, you saw know, The I, Prestige I, before we saw The Prestige? Yeah, I saw it at midnight. I released that. So your second time seeing The Prestige, you 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 had already seen The Prestige at the time that all like ten of us went to see The Prestige. Mm-hmm. I did not know that until this moment. Yeah. No, I will. I will say it took me. I was, I was pretty young and stupid when I saw it, so it took me probably four or five watches before I could tell you like what the turn actually was or the prestige of the film uh, but yeah no I'd seen it plenty of times and I love all this that the whole magician genre of film and I love going to magic shows and I love th- all of that because of this movie I also it also made me love Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale and Chris Nolan and everything that that is and it was just it was just an amazing life-altering experience and I would say it is one of the few movies that is on li- this list that I also think is in the top 10 best movies ever made critically I'm, like in terms of the form platonic form I'm hurt really yeah because we didn't see it together for the yeah, first time yeah because like in my mind we saw that movie to- it's become one of our favorite movies together throughout the years and I thought we saw it together for the first time because no. you were there the first time I saw it you know what movie you and I saw together and was on my first soiree into a genre um, that was on didn't make the list but was on a, a longer version of the list what it was Cloverfield Cloverfield came very close to making the list for me it was it, uh, you know why it didn't why because i can't rewatch it why i've i've not seen it since wait the really years. really i've seen it at least a dozen times no i cannot rewatch. yo that it. movie holds the f- up oh, i bet i do know a movie on your list though yeah i bet i know a movie in your top five well I, we're, i've got four left i guess i know a movie in your top four then i'm, I'm almost certain i've got one nailed on i think it's your number one okay that's fine i'm i'm shook though like when we went to see the prestige you me evan devin mike metter chris millahan yeah you had already seen I, it. Yeah, I think I may. I mean, this was what twelve years ago. There's a good chance I fell asleep when I was thirteen. Because we watching we this saw movie. it when it was in the small theater. I don't know that I even went with you to see. You this. did a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent positive. It was all six of us. Well, then I I feel like I must have told because this was not a movie that was advertised. This was like a. You must have told us about it then. Yeah, I must have been like, guys, we've got to see this. That's wild. Okay, so that's your number five. Yeah. Do you know what my number four is? Is it Prestige? No. Oh. No. It's is not. it in this top four? I'm not gonna tell you that. It is. It it's is for sure. Is. It is. Sure it is. is. So I know two of them. I don't know your number four. You though. know my. T- you know two of them. Yep. All right. We'll see if you're I think right. I know one and three. We'll see. Okay. We'll see if you're right. My number four is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh my gosh! I cannot believe that this made your list. Yeah. I can't believe it didn't make my list. I, I'm very surprised. I'm almost offended it didn't make your list. This is this is one I, I was, was actually, sure that would be on your list. This is uh, the first comics I ever bought. With Scott Pilgrim. Okay, this is one of my like one, just one of my favorite movies of all time. Obviously, I think it's one of the most quotable movies of all time. It's one of the most like I can watch this and feel good about it. Movie. Vegan police. It's just hysterical, but in like a not like you're not gonna laugh out loud kind of way. It's the kind of movie that makes you go like <laughs> a lot. You knowingly ingested gelato. Yeah. It's just like gelato's not vegan. Every Milk line, every line is a joke. Every line is a joke. Have you tried the section marked "The Clash at Demon Head"? Yeah. <laughs> hey, is Scott here? <laughs> Boom! He jumps out the window. Now he just left. <laughs> What's his roommate's name? Like other Scott? And there's uh, Wallace, and Wall- Wallace's boyfriend is other Scott. That's what it is. That's what it is. Scott, what? Other Scott, what? <laughs> I think I'm freaking out. I don't out. even need to, like, this, this, and this movie is made by Edgar Wright. Is it The really? director of Baby Driver. I did not I did know not that. either. That, that makes sense to me, though. I, 100%, That's very... Now that I know it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that. That is, that is one that I remember. That's not on your list? Out. No, I remember it came out. I'm just going to tell you my experience with it. And uh, we, like, didn't see it. We were at a phase in our life where being that overtly nerdy would have been a problem. Right. Uh, no, 100%. And, like, for us. not. I mean, obviously, nobody would have cared but in our own stupid prideful heads it would have been and i remember john wiggins who was a friend of ours in high school uh was like oh my gosh you have to see this movie it's amazing and i was like no it looks terrible and then you watched it you were like no seriously (laughs) and then you like made me watch it i was like oh my god Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's amazing. It's not in your it's top so good. 10. Really? Uh, I, I mean, you have, this you is have what many I times told me this is in your top five. I, I, I think that there are, is room for it. There have been two new additions in the past few years uh, in my top four here, or top, what do I have left? Four. four? Yeah. Um, that, uh, that I think didn't edge it out, but I, I honestly didn't even think of it today, which is probably why it doesn't make it. But I think with more reflection, it would have made it onto the list. Okay, perfect. Are you ready for my yeah, number? Tell me your four. Four? So my number four. Um, uh, for my senior seminar in college, I did a study in two films. Uh, one was an art film called, called Koyana Skatsi. 
which is a it's uh if you ever have an hour and a half that you just want to bathe in blood <laughs> in. <laughs> uh kind of scotty's great film to watch uh and i my my senior seminar thesis was on the the differentiation between an art film and a film that is made solely to entertain and uh the film in theaters at that time that came out of absolutely nowhere uh that was a great example of an entertaining film was kingsman the Sing- secret service I saw Kingsman the Secret Service in theaters no less than 12 times. I was going to say, it was a lot. Because we yeah. saw it probably three times. Yeah, I saw it. I would just like leave class and go to the movies <laughs> and watch Kingsman the Secret Service. Imagine if we had moved and past back then. I, right? You would have never graduated. So I went and saw it individually, like me and one other person, with every person in my senior set. Granted, that was only six people, but I saw it like one-on-one with all of them. Because I had to present the case to all of them, so they needed to have seen the movie, so it made sense. Uh, but this, this has to make the List. I mean, when I think about movies that mean a lot to me and need to make that qualification, I mean, this, there's just no way out of it. And I don't even want to talk about the sequel. It was so disappointing, and I, I don't want to be a part of it. And I just want, like, uh, I don't even. You could go acknowledge f- it. yourself. Wow. The sequel brutal. was hysterical. The sequel was horrible. Oh, take me home, country roads. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I laughed. I cried. I hate Wednesday. I hate Wednesday. Wednesday. Isn't it Saturday? What day is it? It's Wednesday. Oh. Anyway, that came in twenty. It came out in twenty fourteen. Directed by Matthew Vaughn. Uh, number four all time favorite movie. Um, my last three. Not one of them is after the year two thousand. Nice. In fact, not one of them is after the year nineteen ninety. Put a little uh elevator music. I'll here. be right back. The girl from Ipanema. <laughs> Okay, before we get on with our top three, I just want to give the last few uh, audience participation recommendations. Nathan Anderson said, Star Wars The Last Jedi until Infinity War comes out. Wow, that's He has pre-declared that Infinity War is going to be his favorite movie of all time. I think there's a very real chance that... we're recording this before Black Panther. I, I think there's a very real chance that Black Panther shakes up these rankings. And then Sarah Smith says La La Land. Great movie. Yeah, I yeah. liked that one. I think that one's a you, you take it or you leave yeah. it for a lot of people. I take um, it. I take it too. Yep. I do too. I, I buy in. I'm all in. And then I think actually there are a lot of Gosling films that did not make this list. Actually, none none of his films. Um, uh, um. Remember the Titans. Um. <laughs> sunshine, sunshine. Uh, he is but he, not like sunshine. Blue Valentine. He's he, Alan, the weird country he's kid. Alan. They're gonna put me in put the me movies. in the movies. You're right. You're absolutely right. They're no, gonna make a big star out of me. I was thinking because because Sunshine kisses Bertier and then Alan looks at. Sunshine, kind of like yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's why. That's why I messed that up. Um, Can't you see? But he, he was in. He's my brother. He, he was in Blue Valentine. He's in The Notebook, which is honestly an amazing movie. Uh, he's he's in a bunch of really good stuff. Anyway, what is? La La uh, I guess my number three is next. Oh no, sorry, I didn't. I I I forgot to to write to put Emily Morse in here. Emily Morse said, "L O L O L. Oh gosh, Legally Blonde." My wife said the same thing. It was her sick day movie. Legally Blonde's hilarious. It is super duper good. I don't know if I'd ever put it in my top ten of no, anything. No, but it's but... it's it's a funny movie. I'm n- I'm not gonna turn it off. No, it's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, it's my number three, funny. and I guess I don't need to say much about this movie because it's already been said. The Prestige. Right. It's so good. Yep. My number three is. You ranked it higher than I did. That's interesting because a lot for a long time, probably up until we started the podcast. Actually, I will say for sure until we started the podcast, that was my number one. Fair enough. It was uh, my, my number one for a long time, too, until I saw a movie and reflected upon a movie. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, now I'm kind of curious. Well, I know what one of yours is. I'm curious what the other you is. Still, you think you know what my number one is. I'm you were correct about my number, number three, one. I'm imagining. Yeah, I'm certain I know what your number okay. one is. If not your number one, then your number two. I know That's fine. this movie has not yet been mentioned. That's fine. And you would not leave it off up to this point. All right. Well, my number three doesn't really need to be talked about. Uh, I loved this movie a lot. I've seen it. Uh, probably 10 times. That's, yeah, you catch something new every time. It's one I try not to watch too much. I mean, you gotta look at this cast. You've got Chris Nolan directing, Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, what, what was the name of uh, Christian Bale's wife in this one? Oh, uh... She's somebody incredible, too. Michael Caine. Oh, 
Liv Schreiber, right? It might be. No, he's the um, assistant. He's, I might be wrong about that. The Prestige. Rebecca Hall is her name. Anyway, she was amazing in it. She, uh, truly. Andy Serkis, truly. David Bowie. David Bowie. Who's Andy Serkis? Someone named Allie. Oh, I can't sure, remember. I'm sure if Andy Serkis right now is his stock on our uh, imaginary ticker. Is about just... to go up. I mean, it's already really it's high, but I think it's about to go up. Um <laughs> On our little imaginary ticker. I uh, Honestly, if anybody knows of a program where I can create like a stock ticker for all of my favorite characters and, and actors and like update it daily, I will do it. Like if that's an option I have, I will do it. So what's what's your number three? I'm curious. So this one is probably the movie I've seen the least okay. on the whole list. Uh, literally. Well, with the exception of maybe the one that comes after it. It is the movie I've seen the fewest times. Uh, my number three is Dead Poets Society. Interesting. Yeah. Fair enough. What a... Uh, uh, radical you know, captain call, my man. captain i don't think that's a radical call adding this to your top 10 it's so good it's all right it's so good okay you say so uh it, for a lot of reasons i mean you know, it's one of those ones I don't even think I can explain. Just watch it, enjoy it. Um, oh, Captain, my it Captain. also had a. Oh, Captain, my band my has Captain. a song called oh. "Captain, My Captain." Fun fact: It's one of those. Th- it, it, it taught me to apply what I'm learning from others, from people who know more than I. Do, which sounds like such an obvious thing, but like there are probably so many. And I'm not talking to you now, Ethan. I'm talking to ye listener. There are probably more than one applications for the quadratic formula in your week that you just don't apply. So I'm guessing you saw this movie after I did. I saw it for the first time uh, in tenth grade English, okay. and I saw it a, a few following times. It had college. to be. It had to be after I saw it then, because I remember Carpe Diem being a huge deal for me, and you being like, "Don't say that phrase around me." Uh, you saw this after I did that. I don't think so. Pretty sure I saw the, because, sure I saw the movie when I was like twelve. Carpe Diem was a big deal to me going into like the foundational elements of my faith, and then because I th- I thought it meant like seize the day, like you can do it on your own, and then I went and had a religious experience where I like abandoned that phrase, where I didn't feel like I could do it on my own, and that was maybe okay. I'm I'm misremembering the timing of those things. That I, I'm for sure that that happened when I was seven. Fair enough. Okay, I remember being younger than that, but you didn't like that phrase, like when middle school there's a very real chance that i didn't like it in middle yeah. school they get a different uh, because reason. i adopted it yeah that was very real very real chance um now it means a whole anyway, other thing that's a radical call for your top 10 man uh no i disagree i think it's uh really really good i don't know i mean it's just not that great and a movie interestingly enough it is the first movie i've mentioned uh with the exception maybe of my uh, uh honorable mentions that I, I, I don't know i didn't check the first one i mentioned that won an oscar yeah what did it win for best supporting actor robin Lloyd, I think. Best supporting actor fair enough i don't know man i just didn't i didn't love that movie that much i could be wrong about that that might have been a nomination I'm really i'm yeah, really surprised this made your top 10 list i'm surprised you're saying that you know what my number two is you want to take a guess no because it's either your number two or your okay. number one and i don't want to reveal it all right i'll tell you my number two okay. my number two is dead poet society from 1989 no way <laughs> yeah for real? Yeah, dead serious. Bold 100%. Plain, you know that? 100%. I love this movie more than life itself, man. I really do. Um, it's so this good. This movie has been a huge deal for me throughout my life. Just, I found so what many it... different lessons in it at different times in my life. Right? There's so much good stuff to learn. Um, and I think it's by far probably Robin Williams' best role. Not only does it teach you to apply the things you're learning, but it also teaches you to research independently with friends. Like, not, it's not just like, right. like, like, it's okay to do something productive with your friends, not for money and not for a grade. Like, just because you want to do it. Right, it also teaches you to just be a person, like, what your parents say. Go be in the play, man. Right. Like, sometimes you need to be in the play. Sometimes you need to throw your desk set off the roof. Like, there are so many different characters in this movie that I've been able to identify with one of those kids at every point in my life. I definitely know what your number one is. I, I feel like you've had me pegged since, like, number seven. <laughs> but nine number Which two is, is Dead Poets Society. I don't really have anything else to add to that. Uh, what is your number two? Do you know? I don't have a clue, man. Really? This is yeah, something that... Because I think I know what your number one is, but I might be wrong based on you saying really. I think what I think is your number one is probably your number two. So, this is something that six months ago would not have even... Yeah, I know what your number two is. Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, this but was now your number it- one. Well, it, it's not my number one, but it, it, it honestly was a tough choice. Although I think I know what um, your number two is, or your number one is now. I don't think you do. It wasn't on the oh, other list. then I don't. Uh, so this was a movie that I never had any connection with. I just, like, my family watched it, and I just wasn't there at those moments, if that makes any sense. Like, I was just at a friend's house or something that the nights that those happened. Um, and then I was able to share it with my cousin on the podcast. It was Back to the Future is my number two, uh, part one. Uh, I was able to share it with my, my cousin Nate on the podcast, and he had such a 
huge influence on us growing up. And I'm sure you were able to sort of pick up on that from doing the pod with Nate. Just how much, you know, knowing somebody who's like 10 years older than I was, who was chasing a creative endeavor, you know, it's just not something I'd ever seen before. And it was really, really cool. And it's, you know, it's kind of the Dead Poet Society thing. Sometimes you got to be in the play. You got to, you know, you got to play your own tune you got to be in the marching band with the rest of your family cross country would you say make your own kind of music sing your own special song (laughs) that's exactly what I make your own kind of music even if nobody else sings along Uh, but that was it was nothing I had ever experienced before and he would come and visit us at the lake house in Vermont and he would like we would like hey be, be like hey Nate what, what about a character who was a, a, a cow who was walking and, and talking and, and walked on two legs and then that character would then like go on to appear in like uh, Camp Laszlo you know like stuff like that it was just it was just amazing you could talk to him and, and he would have all these amazing ideas he would draw it and animate it right in front of you he would take a notepad and like animate whatever you were saying right in front of you it was just the most amazing experience and then we didn't talk for like 10 years because while I was chasing my creative endeavors and doing music all throughout high school and college I wasn't able to go and visit the lake and he obviously had his own projects doing animation school and, and he wasn't able to go and visit so we never got to really meet up and the podcast was really the first time we talked in probably 10 years i really did and, not know uh, that and it was just it was like the coolest most amazing experience like that is and it that has by like, far been my favorite episode to record so far oh like, for sure lo- and, and far I, and away yeah i think the guest episodes the two guest episodes i've been a part of are definitely the two favorite that i oh done. yeah the, the three the um, three that i've done no offense to you because you weren't there for one but i've just learned oh. so much from each one of them yeah and working with with these people who have done so right. much in the field and right. just being able to grow from that so that's that was uh so back to the future just out of that experience um now holds a very special place in my fair life. enough i don't blame you yeah okay Are you, you good yeah okay. what's your B- number one before i know before we get to our number ones i, ha- I have a last <laughs> bit of audience input i asked uh your wife and my girlfriend what their favorite movies mm-hmm. were and what do you think your wife said air Bud. no she lied about that i oh. asked her specifically uh, i think her favorite movie is the proposal her favorite movie is the proposal bing bang boom yep. she said Got it. i asked you because she said in our facebook group air Bud. and i texted her and said what's your actual favorite movie though she said uh hold on i have to think (laughs) i mean i could watch the proposal five times in a row and i said that's exactly (laughs) what i said (laughs) oh man uh that's not your number one no no i'm just saying that is your wife's favorite movie and my girlfriend katie's favorite movie she declares to be the breakfast club you know as much as i love the 80s i've never seen oh my god what i know okay with the out of like i get it i get it it's like that he's a jock and a bully and and the main character is a dweeb and there's a scene girl and a popular girl and they're all friends i like i get it i'm familiar with the concept but i've never that that one moment that like sincerely the breakfast club i think did more to end bullying than anything ever has in history i don't know 13 reasons why it was pretty intense yeah but not a lot of people have seen that are you comparatively kidding? it is the most watched netflix show ever. it really is i'm yeah, surprised i was too i didn't think I it was that, that would be stranger deal. things I would I would have thought that too, or House of Cards, but House of Cards is a grown up show and kids use Netflix. Anyway, uh, yeah. So my girlfriend said the Breakfast Club, dude. You got to go see the Breakfast Club, man. I know. Like out of if there were t- if you said what are two eighties movies you, I need to see, like, and I'm talking air quote eighties movies. I would say Back to the Future. What? No, that's not that's not an eighties movie. <laughs> yes, it no, is. But it's not though. It's not like a like a John Hughes like rom com type movie. No, it's a uh, Robert Zemeckis. Right, but sci-fi. when I, when I think I don't think of Back to the Future when I think like air quote eighties movies. I think of very Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Breakfast Club. I've seen Ferris. Yeah, so go watch The Breakfast Club. It's hysteric. Did Dirty Dancing come out in the eighties? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was sure. on her list as well. If you want to know her full, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna reveal my girlfriend's deep dark secrets here. Uh, I, I asked her for her favorite movie, and she gave me a list, which was Sixteen Candles, The Breakfast Club, Silence of the Lambs, Pretty Woman, The Great Outdoors, and Dirty Dancing. To which I said, I've never seen to which I said, Silence of the Lambs is a bit out of place there. <laughs> I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. It's about a serial killer. I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, is that the Dahmer one? No. no. It's uh, about the, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal. I've seen that yeah. one. I've seen that one. Yeah. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. That's creepy. Agreed. Anyway. What's your number you one? You know what my number one is. My, 
Is it Boyd? My man? number one is Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. 2014, Alejandro Gonzalez Inuritu, my most critically acclaimed movie winning best picture, best director, best original screenplay, and best cinematography, and probably my pick for best movie ever made. How many awards did that, that was win? Four Oscars. Mm, my number one got six. Did it really? Yep. Fair enough. Did it win best picture? I don't know. It won best picture? Did it? No, yours. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I watched it, actually, oh. because I got best picture at an Oscars that I watched, and I was like, the f- is this movie because i'd never even heard of it it's insane oh my god anybody who's never watched so it I, I rarely like i watch a lot of movies and i'm like that was cool that was cool i watched this movie and i realized i was like that is something truly special it is it it's got one cut in the whole movie it's like in the middle isn't yeah, it there's like a like an upshot and then it scoots back down and it's like nighttime it's, it's so hard to watch i've watched this movie seven times but what this movie did is it was like michael keaton who's always been great it just like put him back on the freaking map yeah which is what it's about is an actor trying to put himself back on the map yeah but like i have oh, i have no. gone i've watched this movie i've gone and and oh i i made a mistake earlier but i've gone i watched this movie i've gone and read the book that the play that they do in this movie is based on what we talk about when we talk about love by raymond carver it's pretty good but uh, i just I, I sincerely love this movie to another degree i legitimately think it might be the best movie ever made how many was it nominated for like seven or eight okay because michael keaton was Are you re- michael keaton was nominated for like best actor and best supporting actor somehow i think he was nominated for a couple things ethan do you know what my number one I don't favorite have a movie f- of all time clue. is this was something I went back and forth on, and I wasn't sure if I was going to say this. But I, I really thought about it. I, I, I went back and forth, and I thought about what series do I love the most, and then within that, what can I pop in and watch anytime? And I, I don't think it's the best movie ever made, but I think it's my favorite movie ever made because of what it's done for cinema. Winning six Academy Awards for Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Effects, and Best is Music. Is Star Wars A New Hope? It is Star Wars A New Hope. See, I was on the right track. I was going to say Empire. I was... Empire was on the list, but then I really sat down and thought about it, and I was like, if I, if you, if you rank them as Star Wars movies, Empire wins. But if you rank them as movies, New Hope wins with everything long. else. A New Hope always wins. Yeah, uh, you know, because A New Hope is the only the one that things. can stand by itself. Uh, Rogue One, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> In no fashion uh, whatsoever. The Phantom Menace. Nah. So A New Hope is my number one all-time favorite, favorite movie of all time. Wow. I don't know that it will always be my number one fair enough but i I really love star wars and i think as we get here into the prequels i'm going to discover i'm going to explain something about what the prequels mean to me because i think a lot of people like i think there's an absolute renaissance for the prequels right now and they're getting appreciation that they didn't get since they came out um that people don't realize they're giving i think people are like chalking it up as prequel memes and as jokes and stuff but they're finding all the joy and fun in it and i think that that is going to carry over and i think that i think that honestly seven eight nine and the the Disney Star Wars approach is going to end up being the uh, the failure. Like the what was the Star Trek series that nobody liked? Wait, Tom. There's like Star Trek series that like oh if you watch this one the, you're not a Star Trek fan. Tom, the new ones, the J.J. Abrams ones. No, 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 there's a TV show. The Next Generation. Was it the Deep Next Space Generation? Nine? I don't know. There was... It was Deep Space Nine. Maybe it's not the Next Generation. People love the Next Generation. That was Patrick Stewart. I know people like their whole podcast de- dedicated to the yeah because next it was way better. Uh, but uh, Star Wars, I didn't know this was nominated for. 11 academy awards i'm not surprised i am extremely surprised that was like the second space movie ever yeah behind behind 2001 a space odyssey which was a snooze fest <laughs> but yeah that's my number Fair one enough. um so just run me down your 10 through one again real quick just so that we have an idea just to recap my 10 and to help you out when you're writing this <laughs> episode description <laughs> i mean i've got my list and i'm gonna make you send me your list but gotcha my 10 through one is oceans 11 charade dogma rear window interstellar field of dreams scott pilgrim versus the world the prestige dead poet society and birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance uh my 10 through one and i'm gonna try to read these they're kind of jumbled on my paper but is is remember the titans guardians of the galaxy uh catch me if you can caddyshack oceans 11 the prestige uh kingsman the secret service dead poet society back to the future and star wars a new hope fair enough let us know either on the youtube comments or in a direct message on twitter facebook whatever in our facebook group anywhere let us know what your top 10 movies of all time are play along with us and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you want to learn how to contact us it's down below in the towel section the towels and that's section. that's 
all I got to say about that. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. We're going to have to update this like annually. I don't know about that. I didn't see a single movie in 2015, 2016, or 2017 that made this list. Thank you again, guys, for watching. And until next week, Arrivederci. A new hope.